In searching for success, many parents want to leave wealth and a great legacy for their kids to inherit. Just as important, or maybe more so, are the success habits that we have taught our children. We follow the motivational speakers, we buy their books, and listen to podcasts every day. We spend money on courses that might help us with our careers and goals. What life-changing habits or rituals are we teaching our young children and teens? If we want our children to be honest, thankful, trustworthy, kind, generous, have self-esteem and integrity, we must share the same secrets of success that we use to reach our goals. This book speaks to both parents and children and will help you discover simple habits that can prepare your children to be leaders and successful humans before they become adults. As a father of four and grandfather of three, I have observed over the past 40 years the changes of growth in children. From father and youth pastor to juvenile officer, I have seen the struggle of kids. Seeing children in different environments and situations has caused me to explore the outcome of a child based on their family environment. This is my first book and my first experience as an author. This book may not be professionally written, but it comes from my heart. I truly believe that a structured morning routine for children and parents is one of the most important foundation builders that we can implement in our lives. Being thankful, setting goals, and taking care of our physical person is a great way to start each day. Success is for kids too. Author, Charles Baldwin. Dedication. I dedicate this book to my four children, Nastasia, Forrest, Keller, and Allie, who I love with all my heart. I hope that you all find your success and your dreams passing along the knowledge to your children that all things are possible to those who believe. The acknowledgments in my book are Sean Hayes from Sales Hustlers, Glenn Lundy, hashtag Rise and Grind, Danielle Delgado, Who Loses If You Don't Win? A special appreciation to Allison Delavan for editing the book. Introduction. I think most parents would like to have that perfect child. You know, the one who goes to bed on time and wakes up early the next morning without being drug out of the bed. That child who is smiling as they dress themselves and then gets to the breakfast table on time. Then with their book bag in tow, they head out the door to school. But wait a minute, I almost forgot. They hurried back to the bathroom to brush their teeth just before they give you a hug and a kiss. Then in a flash, they run out the door to catch the bus right on time. Would you like to be the parent that people are telling you how well behaved your kids are and that your children are so polite? How about the child that the coach is always coming to you after the game and letting you know your son was a talented ball player? that he should play college ball and your daughter is the best softball pitcher he has ever seen. Maybe the teacher sends home special notes bragging about how smart your daughter is and she could go to the best college in the state. Are your children the ones who come to you and say, Mom, could I help you with the dishes tonight? How about your son saying, Dad, could I mow the lawn this weekend? So how could you get those kind of children? Well, they might possibly be the children living under your roof right now. There's a good deal of different parenting styles, but you may be wondering what the best way to raise a child may be. Parents raise their children based on the way they were raised. Some of you hate the way you were raised and are determined to try a different method because things have changed so much. How do you determine what the best way to raise a child is? That is such a good question. There are many parents who want success and to have a great career. Some parents may just want to leave a legacy for their children. Maybe you are a parent who would just love for life to be simple and provide a comfortable, loving, and safe environment for your family. You may not fit into any of these categories. However, there are things that parents can do for their children 
that would fit into most any style of parenting. When you look in the mirror at yourself as a parent, what do you see? Are you the person you want your child or your children to grow up to be? We have a huge responsibility before us. Those who have children realize that they are blessed with the future of tomorrow. Our children are the next teachers, the future leaders of our country. They are the next big entertainers. They could be the doctor or scientist who discovers a cure for cancer, and they might be the next entrepreneur that discovers how to make money at home without ever having to punch a clock for someone else. What is the secret to giving your child the tools that will make them successful? Many parents will just follow the trend of what other parents do. Many will read a book or watch podcasts that teach them how to raise a child. Some parents will raise their kids based on what the pastor at their church tells them. Look in the mirror and try to determine what kind of parent you are, or maybe what kind of parent you would like to be. I'm sure you have heard people say this after their children are raised and gone. If the choice were available to go back and do things differently, I would change a lot of things I did or a lot of things I said. That hindsight is always 2020. Unfortunately, you do not have that option. What if you could fix things before the problem ever happens? What if you could change the outcome of something that might cause your child to take a different path in life? You know there will be issues as a child grows up. You had issues when your parents raised you. Our parents had issues when they were being raised. Have things changed in our world? You bet they have. But there are things that maybe our parents were not aware of and things that you are not aware of now. These simple steps may have the power to alter your child's lives. Can you really prevent things from happening in a child's life? Maybe it makes better sense to prepare the child to handle the situation when it happens or before it happens, and through the proper handling of the problem, the child can change the outcome. The power that you can give your child is to adopt simple habits that they can do every single day. This book will talk about some of those habits and how changing what your children do every day can change the course of their lives. Chapter 1. How to Be a Winner To be perfectly clear, this book is not about parenting. It is not about what parents do that is right or wrong. However, it is about us as parents, giving our children the same opportunity we have been given. Hopefully, you are taking advantage of the incredible opportunity that has been laid before you. Hopefully, you are a person seeking success. Sometimes we do not take advantage of our opportunities. We decide that it would be better to play it safe and not take chances. There are people who took chances and were not afraid to fail, and those people are now leaders and millionaires and even billionaires. They are people who have taken control of their lives, and rather than let other people tell them what to do, they make all of their decisions on their own. Recently, I asked myself a question. Why is it that some people can start from nothing and in a short time have more than I have ever had? How can some people work all their lives and retire with barely enough money to see them through their golden years? I believe it is because of the little things that successful people do, daily habits that slowly change their lives. As a manager, I have interviewed and hired hundreds of applicants, and when conducting the interviews, I would always ask one particular question. How do you determine or evaluate success? There were always the same standard answers like, to have plenty of money, or I think happiness is success, and sometimes the family answer. Having my own house and a family is success to me. What stood out the most was when a person would say, I have never really thought about success. It is amazing how many people do not even think about success. It was like success is so far out of reach that it would be impossible to obtain. Who really knows the definition of success? One of the most interesting definitions of success that I have ever heard was from Winston Churchill. He said, success is stumbling from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm. That is incredible when you stop to think about it. So often when the word success is mentioned, the word failure does not even enter your mind. Only positive thoughts of happiness and money and stardom do. We see the end results of those people who are successful, but unless they tell their story, we do not see how many obstacles they overcame and how many times they failed 
and failed again. Maybe that is why so many people do not become successful. When failure knocks on your door, the only thought that may enter your mind is the defeat. Failure and defeat are as far from each other as joy and pain. But how about this? Can you have them both together? Yes, you certainly can. But you can also have one without the other. Let's take a look at joy and pain. There is a mother-to-be who suffers throughout her pregnancy. She is sick most of the time. She is never quite comfortable and hurts when she sits and when she stands. What she has to look forward to is more pain when it comes time to give birth to her child. But throughout the pain and suffering, she has joy because of her love for the child she was carrying in her womb. This mother, who is expecting both joy and pain together, realized that throughout all the uncomfortable days and nights, to see that baby and hold it in her arms would be worth all the miserable days and nights she endured. Her joy and pain lived together, and ultimately the joy would win with the birth of her child. So as Churchill talks of stumbling from failure to failure, it was because he had experienced failure many times in his life, but because he never gave up, he ultimately would end up with success in his life, not just one time, but over and over again. This circle continues, and those who experience success in their life know that it was through failure and perseverance that allowed them to succeed. The definition of perseverance is continued effort to do or achieve something despite difficulties, failure, or opposition. Who keeps going after they fail not just one time or two times, but over and over? Who gets up when they hit get hit right between the eyes so hard they can't even see what is ahead of them? As if you don't know the answer, I'm going to say it anyway. That is the person who wants to be successful, the person who will never quit, and the person who can stumble right into their dream. Eric Thomas, a renowned motivational speaker, told a story and propelled his career. The quote from the story that has motivated many people was this, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you will be successful. Success has so many meanings to different people. However, one thing is for sure. Success without a plan is only a dream. We can wish that money was no object for us, and we can think about taking an exotic vacation and having nice homes and cars. For some of you, having meaningful relationships and wonderful marriages would be success. However, none of these things are possible if you do not have a plan of action. Start your plan of action with a dream. To make your dreams come true, you must set some defined goals. These goals need to have a timeline that will push you to complete them through your plan. There are so many motivational speakers and writers and those who spend their time recording podcasts and video messages to encourage you to achieve your dream. With this message out there, why then do so many people ignore their advice and take the other road, the road that is easier, with fewer roadblocks and so much less struggle? Don't kid yourself. Struggle will happen on either road you choose. The only difference is the outcome. Which road will you choose and what will you teach your children when it comes to failure and disappointment? Let's teach them to win and more importantly, show them with our own lives that no matter how many setbacks and failures they have, to never, ever give up. I heard a speaker just recently named Tim Story say this, a setback is just a setup for a comeback. So go out there and win and teach your children that they are winners too. Chapter 2, My Epiphany Am I successful? I quietly sit and laugh to myself when I ask this question. I would say that I have had many successes in my lifetime, and I could name them one by one. However, the success that I dream about has not yet happened. Until the last year and a half, I had not thought about the level of success that I now desire. I guess you could say I was like some of the people I talked about interviewing in chapter one. There were several reasons, or should I say excuses, why the thought of big success never entered my mind. I think the main reason was I didn't know how to be successful. I didn't know how to think, what to do, and I didn't know what not to do. I allowed failures in my life to keep me down or at 
the very least, to slow me down. There have been several things that happened over the past year and a half that have changed the course of my life. Now, I'm not talking about big things that would make people look at me and say, wow, it is the little things that have changed. The little habits that I now do every day that have created a change within me. One of the lessons that I have learned is that doing things every once in a while will never make a difference. The key to change is consistency. If you do your thing every day, then do it every day. If you do it once a week, then do it once a week. Until you are able to depend on yourself, don't expect others to see you as a dependable person. If you will allow me, I would like to go back in time just over one year ago. My life was good then. Blessed with a wonderful family, I have a wife who loves and supports me in all my endeavors. I have four beautiful children. Two of them are grown with kids of their own, and I have two that are still at home. At that time, I had two grandsons, but recently a third grandson was born. My health is good, and things were solid for the most part. I was living pretty much paycheck to paycheck, like most Americans do, but I felt like there was more in life for me and my family. I had not yet discovered what it was. Where would I go from here? What am I supposed to do? What was I meant to be? Do those questions sound familiar to you? Each day I would get up and take my son to school, and then I would drive to work, which is about a 20-minute drive from his school. My years in the automotive industry had led me to the position of a training manager. I have always enjoyed teaching and leading others. Being interested in training, I'm always looking for new and better material. Staying on top of the latest technology and trends is very important in the car business. One of my jobs at the dealership was locating vehicles to close the deal. I would reach out to other dealers and trade for the particular style or color that a customer wanted. If we did not have it in stock. While searching for a car that I needed, I came in contact with a sales consultant named Sean Hayes. Now, normally we do not have to look this far away for a car, but the dealership where Sean worked happened to have the vehicle I needed. I lived in North Carolina and Sean was in St. Augustine, Florida. Sean had branded himself as Sean Hayes, your car guy, with a tag that said, I make car buying easy. It wasn't the branding that set Sean apart from other salesmen as much as what he was doing on social media. He didn't just make videos. He went live on Facebook every day, not to sell cars, but to talk to other salespeople. Sean's live spots were informative, energetic, and motivational. I began to watch Sean every morning on the way to work. Many times I would use the content to train my sales staff. The main focus was to help other salespeople who were new or struggling with their sales careers. It was through Sean that I learned of a man named Glenn Lundy. Glenn was a car guy as well. He was a general manager of a very large and successful dealership that was in Paris, Kentucky. Glenn had also started a show on Facebook that he called Hashtag Rise and Grind, and with good reason. Hashtag Rise and Grind came on live every weekday morning at 5.30 a.m. Stay with me because there is a point to sharing this story with you. Now, I could listen to Glenn's show on replay while I was driving to work. I didn't get up early enough to catch it live. I mentioned these two men because it was through them that I received motivation and inspiration to start a new journey. One of Glenn's first shows outlined five things that if you do every day could change your life. These five things are easy, but they require discipline. I will list them for you just in case you would like to change your life as well. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, number one, don't press the snooze button. Number two, stay away from your phone first thing in the morning. Number three was write a gratitude and goal list. Number four was do something to take care of your physical body. And then number five was to send a message to lift someone up. This list was so interesting to me, so I started that very day to stick to this list. Doing it every day seemed to be the most important thing to remember. I soon found out how true that was. Consistency is the key to any change. I disciplined myself to stick to this list every day, and soon I began to feel a change taking place in me. My wife and I also participated in Dean Graciosi's The Better Life Challenge that we did for 30 days in a row. If you want to change something, do it every day for at least 30 days. Danelle Delgado said that a real change will take place after 90 days. She calls it the 90-day difference. Either way, the important thing to, is to do it every day. 
not every once in a while, but every day, then you will see the change start to take place. If you recall in chapter one, I wrote about the little things, the little habits that all successful people do. These are just some examples of how small things done consistently can change everything in your life. We seem to always be looking for the big things, the secret or the open door to jump through. The most important part of a house is the foundation. Think of these habits as being a foundation. Turning bad habits into good habits, no matter how small they seem to be, is the foundation of success. I did not know it then, but these habits started building the foundation of what I now realize will bring great success to my life. Starting each day with being thankful for every little thing I have, no matter how small it seems to be, has so much power. On the other hand, complaining about what I don't have and being envious of those who do have it is so destructive. I know right now you're probably saying, I thought this book was about kids being successful. Just wait. For you to be able to change the lives of others or even your own children, you must first change yourself. Change your habits, change your mindset, and watch how that change affects those around you. If you are a person who has taken on this journey of life-changing habits, good for you. There are changes that you have already witnessed in your life. Now it is time to pass those beliefs and those habits on to your children, your grandchildren, or even your nieces and nephews. As months went by, I am sure my wife would look at me and say, I wonder how long this will last. She has always stood beside me and supported me in everything I do, but this was a little different, even for me. I felt a change take place in my attitude and my actions. I started caring more about others and less about myself. I really liked how these new habits made me feel. As months went by, my wife told me that she could see a change taking place in me. The words she said encouraged me to keep going. It was working. The foundation was being laid for the house that would stand on it one day. I know this to be true in part because of the many years I spent listening to my mother teach in church that a house would never stand without a solid foundation. I thank my parents for giving me a strong foundation and for the values that they instilled in me. It has helped me be the husband and father that I should be and has created a roadmap for my journey. After meeting Glenn Lundy and Sean Hayes at the Hashtag Rise and Grind event, I continued listening to Glenn's show on Facebook Live. I also continued writing my gratitude and goals down each day and staying away from my phone for the first couple of hours in the morning. I get to take my son to school every day, and on the way to school, we were listening to the Rise and Grind show. One day, I waited and thought I would listen to Rise and Grind after I dropped my son off at school. Well, to my surprise, my son looked over at me and said, Hey, Dad, let's listen to Glenn Lundy. Well, this caught me by surprise because my son is only eight years old. What would a third grader get out of listening to a guy on Facebook talk about inspiration, motivation, and education? So without hesitation, I turned on the replay of the show. My son sat there quietly and listened all the way to school. As my son got out of the car, I told him to have a good day and that I loved him. I got home later that day and told my wife about the experience with our son that morning in the car. We had a conversation about the fact that kids need motivation and inspiration in their lives too. In fact, kids need it as much as parents and other adults do. It would be great if my kids established habits of gratitude and goals and wrote them down each day. There is no reason why it could not change their lives as well. I had bought a hashtag rise and grind planner to write down my gratitude and goal list and to plan my days, weeks, and months. Writing down a plan is just as important as writing down a goal. Without a plan, a goal is just a dream. Writing these things down on paper is a must. Having a planner is a great visual reminder to write in it every single day. While at the Rise and Grind event, my wife and I had the privilege of hearing Danielle Delgado speak. Her story was not only touching, but it was powerful, and it created self-reflection and appreciation for things that we all take for granted sometimes. During her speech, Danelle said something that my wife and I took back home with us and a quote that I will never forget. Danelle said, who loses if you don't win? Who will be affected if you are not successful? There are others who depend on you, no matter who you are. So remember, it's not about you. It's about who loses if you don't win. After the event in Paris, Kentucky, there was a change in my wife and me. 
We researched the speakers that we had heard and found Danielle had written a book called I Choose Joy. This is a journal that, if followed, could truly change your life. It is not a coincidence that successful people have a morning routine and that gratitude is part of their ritual. After reading about this book, of course, my wife had to have it, so we ordered it that day. My wife and I together are now on a path that can change our lives. If we continue doing the little things, the small daily habits that have built the foundation of success for so many other people, there is no reason that it will not work for us. It can work for you as well, and guess what? It can also work for your children. After taking all these experiences into consideration, my wife and I looked on Amazon and at Barnes & Noble trying to find a success planner for our kids. We wanted our kids to follow this path and not have to wait until they were grown to do so. To instill the importance of gratitude and goals in our children at an early age would give them a head start on the success that they could achieve in their lives without having to wait. Why can't a child learn the secrets of success? They spend countless hours watching their tablets and playing video games that they have very little positive effect on their growth. We were not able to find a success planner, so we decided to make our own. We want to make it available for you as well. The details will be at the back of this book. I desire to do my part to change the world, so if I can teach my children how to make an impact of their own, then I can help change the world through my kids. If I were to leave a legacy for my kids, this is what I would want it to be. That they learn how to self-educate, that they would build lasting values by serving God and others, to be thankful every day and to establish goals with a plan for their lives. This would mean absolute success for their future. For my children to impact others in that way would bring great satisfaction to me. There are many kids who have become successful at an early age. They did not have to wait to be singers or actors to be successful. What they had to do was believe in themselves and have a parent or adult believe in them as well. Adults who will allow them to go after their dreams without waiting until they're grown. I was reading a biography about the world-renowned motivational speaker and coach Tony Robbins. Going back to his early childhood, it was his mother who had such a huge positive impact on his life. Although she was strict with him, she instilled the tools in his young mind that would help direct his path. As with all truly successful people, there were failures along the way, but guess what? He didn't quit. By stumbling through the failures and disappointments, he became a person who has impacted millions of lives. I would like to think that his mother had a lot to do with that. We ask kids what they want to be when they grow up. It is like we are putting a timeline on them. What if kids were able to build a foundation of success before they even graduate high school, before they started college, or before they started a career? Why should they postpone the growth that will make them successful until they are young adults? I know that is a lot of questions at one time, but these questions all have a single answer. Kids do not have to wait. They can learn successful habits that will empower them to go after their dreams impact everyone around them, and yes, even change the world. Sometimes I think about the children that do not have a positive influence in their life. Those kids who might have only one parent, or those who may not have a parent in their life at all. Maybe there are kids who are fortunate enough to have both parents in the home, but the lifestyle of the parents are so destructive and abusive that the children spend their time thinking about survival instead of success. We all have choices to make about ourselves and our children. You may have a choice to make today, and instead of making a choice, you do nothing. I remember one of my favorite quotes that I heard in high school was this, if you have a choice to make and don't make it, that in itself is a choice. So remember that if you don't choose to make a decision about something, you are still making a decision. Why not take control and decide? Put your future and your child's future in your control. Make a conscious decision. Don't just wait and do nothing. One of the most impressive things to see or hear about is the underdog winning, the person who had a rough childhood, the one who was raised with nothing, or the one who endured a childhood of abuse or neglect. You hear the stories of people who suffered throughout their lives and yet, without letting these failures stop them, become very successful. This does not happen because of magic or because of a special gift they have. The change in their lives come from a determination to not accept things the way they are, no matter how it looks, and the willingness to do whatever it takes to change it. Sometimes you may feel stuck in your situation due to the way that you were raised. 
Perhaps you have a spouse who does not believe in anything but the status quo. Whatever the reason, don't let it become an excuse. There are many examples of people who have come from the bottom and risen to the top. Be the example to your children. If you tell your kids that they can be anything they desire to be, then you must believe it yourself. Start small and be consistent. Help your children be consistent and encourage them in the dreams they have in their hearts. Let them know that it is not only the wealthy or the famous who can have success, but it is for all who are willing to go for it and never quit until it is attained. Chapter 3. When it rains, it pours. Have you ever had those days or weeks that it seemed like Murphy's Law was in full effect? Sure you have. That is called struggle time. Nothing says that we will not have trials. No one has ever said that we would have a life without struggle either. These struggles don't wait until we're ready for them. They don't wait until we have plenty of money or time to deal with them quickly. They seem to always happen at the worst time possible. After vacation, my family and I were rested and ready to go back to work and school. Our vacation had gone pretty smoothly without a lot of problems. My little girl did have a cut on the top of her toe, but we had medicated it and kept a Band-Aid on it with confidence that it would heal quickly. A couple of days after being home, she started having some pain in her teeth. We knew that she was going to have some dental work done soon, and we were not looking forward to that. I was lying on the couch, and she had came to me complaining about two of her teeth hurting. The next day, we scheduled an appointment to see when we would get her teeth fixed. The following night, she came to me and said, Daddy, my toe is purple. I looked at her toe, and it was incredibly swollen and purple. It was clear that infection had set in. It looked so bad that we decided to go ahead and take her to the emergency room. The doctor said there was a red streak traveling up her ankle and she needed antibiotics quickly. Of course, by now it was very late and the pharmacy was closed. The next day, my wife was taking our little girl to pick up her medication for her infected toe. She suddenly had a high fever and so my wife called me and I told her to go to the urgent care since she probably would not be able to see the pediatrician at such a short notice. After arriving at the urgent care, they did not even bother to take her temperature. They said she needed to get to the emergency room very quickly. So I met my wife and we made the second trip to the emergency room. She was treated and we were told that not only did she have an infection from her toe, but that her teeth were also very infected. Double whammy. We had her scheduled to have dental surgery the next day and none of us were looking forward to that. We got up early the next morning and I was going to take my son to school and meet my wife at the dentist's office. When I woke up my son, he was screaming with a headache. We could not imagine what was wrong with him. He told us that his head was hurting where he had been hit by a baseball while warming up for his game. He started throwing up and his stomach was hurting him as well. Plans change. My wife was worried that he might have a slight concussion, so she took him to the emergency room and I went to the work and waited on the call. My wife later called and said that our son was being treated and that he did have a mild concussion. The doctor also was concerned that he might have appendicitis, so they wanted to do a CT scan on him. Double whammy. So I jumped in the car, drove down to the ER where my wife was waiting anxiously because our daughter had to be at the dentist in 30 minutes for dental surgery. I stayed with our son while my wife took our little girl to the dentist for surgery. Not a great situation. The stress level was so high during this day that sometimes we both felt hopeless. The next five hours were brutal. Our son did not have appendicitis, thank God, but we did have an issue with a viral infection in his intestines. Our little girl ended up having to get so many teeth pulled that it devastated my wife. As I sat there in the emergency room, I thought of the struggle that we were going through. Many people were praying for us and sending best wishes, but I knew that we had to pull from that strength that is deep inside and make it through this day. I thought about the struggle and how many times, no matter what the struggle is, the fear or turmoil tries to get the best of us. However, there is a breaking point that if you hold on and believe, you burst through. And although you are still in the struggle, you have the peace of knowing that you will make it. Through it all, we made it. We picked up more faith and strength by going through this battle than we had before. You can truly say that it caused us to grow.
Our kids recovered and so did we. Those two days ended up costing over $7,500 and I was not ready for that. No matter what the cost, what we had to give up, or how hard it was, having healthy children once again was worth it all. It is hard to embrace struggle, but what it brings on the other side is priceless. With struggle comes fear, but on the other side is growth. Chapter 4. Give Kids the Chance By making choices for your kids, you might limit or choke what they are thinking about doing or becoming. However, there are choices that you do have to make for your kids. Things that have to do with safety, morals, and manners. That goes without saying. How you raise your kids, of course, is your decision as well. I'm not talking about those choices. I'm talking about the things they desire to do or the things they dream about doing in their lives. How many times have you seen parents push their kids into sports because all the other kids were doing it? Or maybe they wanted to live or continue living their sports dreams through their kids. Have you ever seen little girls in beauty pageants who look so miserable? They would probably rather be at home playing with Barbie dolls than to be constantly getting their hair fixed and makeup caked on their little faces. Whose choice is that? Now don't take that the wrong way. Sure, there are many kids who enjoy sports, and tons of little girls dream about beauty pageants. Both of these things can teach them about winning and about losing. It can also teach them how to handle rejection and praise and attention. How important do you think winning is? I have heard many people say that if you don't come in first, nothing else matters. I disagree with that statement. Everybody can't be first, can't be the best, can't be the most beautiful. However, everybody can win. Is your child better today at a sport than they were yesterday? If so, they are winning. Can they sing today better than last month? If so, they are winning. They may not be the best, number one, or the champion, but they are winning the contest with themselves. I think everyone likes to win, to get the trophy, or to be the best at what they do. Winning is the easy part. The lesson that needs to be taught is how to accept winning with grace and humility. Winning is not just a one-time event. For children to learn that, even when they are not the best or did not come in first, can help them realize they can still be considered winners, not because they simply participated, but because they did better than before. They did not let their failure to be first stifle the excitement of the challenge. You can tell when someone wins, even though they did not come in first place. They want to play again. They want to sing again. They want to be in the pageant again. They do not give up or give in. They practice and push forward. They learn from their mistakes, but they do not give up. This takes us back to Churchill's definition of success. Stumbling from failure to failure without the loss of enthusiasm. That is success. That is winning. That is the lesson that children should be taught. Teaching or training someone, particularly a child, is so rewarding. To watch someone grow and change and become better has its own reward. Those truly successful people are the leaders who are out there sharing with others how to succeed, and they are helping to change lives by offering advice and solutions, encouragement and motivation, and by being an example to those they come in contact with. If you are one of those who have had success, It's not meant for you to wrap up in your triumph and keep it all to yourself. Share the knowledge, share the experiences, and don't forget the little people. Dale Carnegie stated in his book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, that you can tell the character of a big man by the way he treats the little man. This includes children. Changing, struggling, growing, and succeeding is a never-ending cycle that propels you to be the best person that you can be what you were intended to be. Dean Graciosi wrote a book called Millionaire Success Habits. In this book, he talked about the habits of millionaires and billionaires. These are habits that do not cost money, only time and commitment, so anyone can do it. Glenn Lundy was the first person who got this message through to me, and I want to share it with you. My desire is that you teach your children the little habits that can change their lives, make them successful at an early age, 
and enable them to do their part to change the world. Let's talk first about gratitude, being thankful. One of the most powerful habits that you can teach to your children is the habit of gratitude, being thankful for what they have. We live in a time which children expect so much, mostly because we have given them so much. For children to stop and be thankful for the things they have is so important. Listen to the definition of gratitude, the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. To sit down and write the things that you are thankful for is an eye-opening experience. There are so many things that we take for granted because they are always present. If you live in a place that has clean water, for example, is a blessing, something to be thankful for. Unless you have lived where water must be boiled or filtered, the clean water has become something that you expect. There are so many little things to be thankful for. The more you write them down and think about them, the more thankful you become. I will never forget what my mother said to me as a child when we would sit down to eat dinner. I was like most kids and would only eat enough to satisfy my hunger. If I left any food at all on my plate, my mom would say, Charlie Brown, there are children all around the world that are starving. Those children would do anything to have the food that you were leaving on your plate to be thrown to the scraps. So I would eat everything that was on my plate. This was a memory that never left me and a habit that stuck with me to this very day. I was probably the only kid in school that would eat every bite of the sometimes terrible lunches that the school fed us. My thoughts were about the children all over the world who were starving. So I was a clean plater, and I am still a clean plater to this day. To say thank you when someone gives you something is polite, but to truly have gratitude goes far beyond the words thank you. That is why it is so important to write the gratitude list on paper, not just once, but every day. It is not just the act of writing it down, it is the thought process and mindset that matters. You can never be too thankful for what you have. If you practice this habit yourself and then teach it to your children, the power from that one habit will change the way you feel. It will also change how your children feel and how they will act. Let's make gratitude be the first habit to implement with our children. Write them down and have your children write 10 things every day that they are thankful for. I could stop right here and know that gratitude alone has made an impact in your lives. But there is so much more. Let's talk about goals. Kids need to have short-term and long-term goals. Think about it. They have a lifetime ahead of them. You have heard the saying, let children be children, let them enjoy their childhood. I could not agree more, but what makes a childhood enjoyable or memorable? Those two words are emotions. Something takes place that makes a child experience joy or have wonderful memories. Have you ever stood back and watched a child to see when they are happiest, when they achieve something that stirs up pride in them is when you see that big smile of satisfaction. To make it even more enjoyable, a statement of approval from someone and a little boasting on the child can take it over the top. How do you think a kid would feel if she felt that joy almost every day, or if those words of encouragement were part of a daily conversation? Memories are something we carry with us for a lifetime. What is the first memory you can recall as a child? I am sure that something unique happened that caused that memory to embed in your brain. When you think of what happened and how you reacted, can you see what kind of impact it had on your life? Think about a child who could have impactful things happen every month or every week. Things that would cause them to carry that joy and memory with them throughout their lives. If children would write down goals after their gratitude list, the thankful hearts would give them joy because they realize that there are already so many positive things in their lives. That gratitude fuel would empower them to believe that their goal would come to pass. 
What a way to start out every day. A purpose in life is forming in a child. A kid who does not have to wait until he or she is grown to feel the impact of success. I heard a young girl at the Hustle Grind conference talk about a lesson that her mother taught her. This lesson changed this young lady's life. Her name is Hanalea Swan. She spoke to a crowd of over 500 adults and shared some grown-up advice. She told us of her mother asking her a life-changing question one day. Her mother looked at Hanalea and said, What do you want to be now? What a big and different question that is. Kids are asked all the time what they want to be when they grow up. But how about now? This little girl's dream was to be a clothing designer. And because of her mother waking up that dream and helping her to realize that she didn't have to wait, Hanalea is now a very successful clothing designer, making a line of clothes that are good for the environment, and she gives to other children around the world who have inspired her many designs. Another example that comes to mind is a young man named Caleb Maddox. This young man was encouraged by his father at a very young age to read books for his allowance in place of doing chores. The reason for this was to teach his son what choices he had that he could get paid for. He told Caleb that if he got paid for taking out the trash, then that is what he would expect to be paid for as an adult. However, if he learned to get paid for his knowledge and his ability to inspire others, there would be no end to his success. His father also took him out to give to the homeless, teaching him that giving to others can change the way you feel. So today, as a young teen, Caleb is a millionaire, inspiring other kids and young, young people across the world. He is still giving and is being blessed in return. Parents, inspire your children to set goals today. Don't wait because there are many voids that can be filled by a child. Don't let the legal age of 18 dictate the age that your children can fulfill their lives. When my oldest son, Forrest, was a young lad, he came to me and said, Dad, will you buy me a guitar? I want to learn to play. We are a musical family, so I told him there were three or four guitars laying around, so if he wanted to have his own guitar, he could learn to play on a guitar that we had, and then I would buy him one. It seemed like that very day he wanted me to show him a few chords to get started on. His commitment to learning the guitar astonished me. He would practice every single day when he got home from school, sometimes practicing at least four hours a day. It didn't take long for me to realize that he did not only want to play the guitar, but also it was a goal and a dream for him. Within a year, my son was playing the guitar as well, if not better than me. Of course, he got his own guitar, as promised, and he began to have his friends over. Each one of them was skilled in playing a different kind of instrument. Soon there was a band formed, and my son began to sing, and soon after started writing his own songs. During his teenage years, Forrest chose to stay downstairs on the weekend and play music instead of going out with his friends. He not only followed his dream, he chased it. As he thought about college, he wanted to attend a school where he could pursue his dream, which was music. He ended up going to Berkeley College of Music in Boston, which only deepened his love for music. He did not finish school at that time because he wanted to take his skills to the streets, to the bars and weddings, and most anywhere else he could play and sing. He eventually met a girl, had his own son, and even though he began working, he became a successful salesperson, but he never gave up on his dream. Through all the places that he lived and the changes that took place in his life, Forrest never abandoned his dream and goals for a life in music. He is now enrolled at Berkeley again, studying music for a career as a recording engineer. I am so glad that I did not stifle his dream and tell him that he needed to find a job that paid. His success in music will happen, not because I wanted it for him, but because he never gave up and continued to grow. We do not have to push our kids or choose for them. All we need to do is allow them to follow their dreams and then encourage them. If our kids are passionate about their goals, they will achieve their dream and have the success they desire. I could name other young people who have had dreams and goals, and because someone believed in them, they became successful, some at a very young age. Let them think big. Encourage them to reach for the stars. 
teach them the habits that will lead them through the failures and disappointments of life. As a parent, you will make mistakes. There is no doubt about that. However, taking your failure as a parent and learning from them will not only make you a better parent, but a better person. It will also set an example for those who are watching you, those who trust in you, and the ones who have been entrusted to your care, your children. Setting goals is a necessity, daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly. All of these are important. Creating a plan to make them happen, believing that it will happen, and pushing forward, wanting that success as badly as you want to breathe. That is what we should believe in. That is what we should teach our children. What is your morning routine? The alarm clock goes off. What is your first reaction? Do you hit that snooze button to get just a few more minutes or do you jump out of bed and plant your feet on the floor? This is a habit of the successful. Get up and get up early. We all have the same amount of time in a day. 24 hours makes up a day. It is what we do with those hours that makes a difference in our lives. If you are a sleeper, remember that while you are sleeping, there is someone out there getting a head start on you. What can encourage you to get up early is having something in your life that you are so passionate about that you cannot wait to get the day started. These are not things that I came up with. These are lessons that I have learned from people whom I have observed over the past two years who have attained or at the very least are well on their way to attaining their next level of success. Find what works and mirror that way. Why try and invent things just because it sounds different? Follow the ways and methods that have results and then teach them to your children so they don't have to wait until they're 18, 30, or 50 years of age to obtain their success. Help them now discover success at an early age. The way we start our day is so important. It sets the tone for the rest of the day. Would you like to be in control of how you feel each day? Well, you can. It starts with how you attack your day. So many people reach for their phone first thing in the morning to see what has happened while they were sleeping. Before they realize it, their day becomes consumed with all of their Facebook friends and what is happening to them. Where are they going? What are they doing? You must be an example to your children. For your kids to see your face planted in your phone first thing in the morning is not the example of an attentive parent. Kids want and deserve our attention. Setting an example that will start their day in a positive and constructive way is very important. Have you ever been out to dinner with someone and the entire time they are on their phone looking at Facebook or texting other people? Of course, most of us want to stay connected to our friends and family, but as the scripture says, there is a time and a place for all things. I truly believe the first thing in the morning is not the right time. That should be a time for you to clear your head and start the day in a positive, happy way, to plan what you are going to do instead of letting the events of the day dictate to you the direction that you should go. In 2014, Admiral William H. McRaven gave an infamous commencement address to the University of Texas at Austin. In this speech, he talked about one of the most important things of the day being to make your bed. It is a little thing to make your bed, but if you can't do the little things, how are you going to do the big things in life? So being disciplined and completing small things in the morning teaches you and your children to be faithful when it comes to the big things in life. Don't ever uh, look at small things as being insignificant. It is not the importance of the small things we do as much as the lessons we learn from doing them. These are the habits of the successful, and these are the habits that can help your children be successful in school, in sports, and in their overall life. Doing Things for Others Another great habit is deciding that we will do something good for another person today and every day. 
Now, I don't mean running for friends and family or letting someone change your daily plans. Sometimes that happens, but it cannot be a rule of life. Teaching our children that doing a good deed for someone else will bless not only the person whom you are doing the deed for, but it will find its way back to bless you. My son and daughter received a heart blanket and pillow for Valentine's Day because he and his sister like to wrap up in the middle of the floor at night before bed. My wife and her mother took the kids by McDonald's on Valentine's Day, and on their way in, they encountered a homeless man. The older man was not begging or causing any unusual problems. He was just hanging around the entrance of the restaurant. It was a very cold evening, and as they entered the door to go in, my son looked at his mom and said, I need to go back to the car and get something. Of course, she had no idea what he forgot, but they went back to the car, and Keller grabbed his heart blanket and his pillow. He looked at his mom with tears in his eyes, and he said he wanted to give the homeless man his blanket. Of course, his mother said, are you sure? Keller replied, yes, I'm sure, Mom. So they went back in where the old man was entering McDonald's. He walked up to the homeless man and said, I want you to have this. He handed the man his heart pill and blanket. Needless to say, the homeless man was taken back a little by a kid handing him a blanket and pillow, but he was very touched and expressed his appreciation. They had a great conversation with the man, and the joy that filled my son's heart was very overwhelming. That is a memory that will always be in my son's mind. It wasn't the gift, and it wasn't the giver. It was the deed that showed compassion and a loving, caring heart. Thinking of others and doing for others, that is a good daily habit. To fulfill the need of others, sometimes all it takes is to open up your eyes and look around. Being consumed by our own needs sometimes blinds us to the needs of others. I remember several years ago when my oldest daughter Nastasia was just a little girl. We were driving up the road and saw an older woman and a little girl in front of the grocery store. They were going from drink machine to drink machine, checking the change tray. We noticed that they had one small grocery bag in their hand. That might have been something that would have easily been ignored, but thanks to a still small voice, We were alerted to give. My daughter took $20 over to the older lady and held it out for the lady to take. Her mother had told her to tell the old lady it was from Jesus, so that is what my daughter said. When the little old lady got the $20 bill, she clutched it to her chest and looked up to the heavens and began to cry. She grabbed the little girl and went straight into the grocery store. We waited around to see what they would come out of the store with. Although $20 didn't go too far even back then, The lady and the little girl came out with several bags of groceries. I know this stuck in my daughter's mind and in mine as well. You may never know the need of another person, but one thing is for sure. If you keep your eyes open and look, it won't take too long to find a person that is truly in need. Let's have some fun. Kids love to have fun. In fact, we all love to have fun. What is fun to one person may not be fun to another. It helps children when they can identify what fun is to them. The things that bring out their smiles and laughter and things that stir their emotions and makes lasting memories, that is what kids consider to be fun. Why can't a habit for kids be to plan on having fun every day and think about what they will do to have fun? Do you think that could put a smile on the face of a child in the morning? I am sure it would. Thinking and planning to have fun is a good daily habit. Expressing themselves. Sometimes it is hard to look at a kid and determine what they are thinking. We can tell when they are happy most of the time because they are laughing and smiling. Yet what is going through a kid's mind when they are quiet or just sitting with no emotion? Allowing and teaching children to express themselves is a pathway to growth. Many crimes have been solved because a child took a pencil in their hand to draw a picture. Many artists have come from kids sitting and drawing what they saw in their imagination. Encourage positive expression. To keep emotions bottled up inside and not be expressed can cause more damage than good. Talk to your kids about their feelings. Laugh with them. Cry with them. 
be there for their failures and for their victories. The bottom line is that we all have the same opportunities. And what I would like for you to take away from this book is this. Do what it takes for you to be successful. But keep in mind that success is for kids too. If you're interested in helping your child, or perhaps you know of another child that could benefit from planning their day to be successful, I would like for you to check out this offer for a success planner for kids. If your child receives a planner, there is also information in the planner that allows you as a parent and the child to join a group of other children who are on the same journey. Don't wait to invest in your child or a child who you know that needs encouragement and structure. A plan that will help them fulfill their dreams and goals and have success in their life now. Planners are available at facebook.com cbaldwinsgs or you can go to hashtag struggle grow succeed or you can write us at struggle grow succeed at gmail.com I hope that you've enjoyed this book. God bless you and God bless your children.